This episode is brought to you by Dietz and Watson. Uh, Molly, it's time we have the talk about hot dogs. Oh, oh, okay. Well, hey, (laughs) I'm looking for a hot dog that's the real deal, Matthew. Like a classic hot dog that like when you think of like the platonic ideal of a hot dog, Mm -hmm. I recommend Dietz and Watson's Dietz Dogs. Ah, well, I've heard that they're handcrafted and made using only Dietz and Watson premium meat. I can vouch for this because Dietz and Watson sent us a big box of hot dogs and other delights. And wife of the show, Lori, and I had them for dinner last night. We had uh, the classic beef Dietz dogs with uh, toasted buns with sauerkraut and pickled jalapenos and Dietz and Watson ballpark style yellow mustard. Do you think you'd recommend Dietz and Watson hot dogs for fried rice? Oh, yeah. Fried rice with some sliced hot dogs. I'm going to be doing that soon. Wife of the show, Lori, is going to be making the hot dog flour buns from Christina Cho's cookbook, Mooncakes and Milk Bread. Very excited for this. Mm, And I'm especially pleased because Dietz and Watson does things the right way. So this means like no additives, no fillers, no artificial flavors, no cutting corners. You can feel good about this stuff. Dietz and Watson. It's a family thing since 1939. Shop now at Dietz slash the right way. That's Dietz, D-I-E-T-Z, and Watson.com slash the right way. I'm Molly. And I'm Matthew. And this is Spilled Milk, the show where we cook something delicious, eat it all, and you can't have any. And today we are talking about seaweed snacks. Oh, yeah. And last week we we went backpacking figuratively. Mm-hmm. And it was quite an experience. Like we we went out into like the far reaches of where you can go in podcasting and manage to come out alive. Yep. And uh, I think it's going to be a much shorter episode this week. And also, I don't know, I feel like this episode is, is kind of well-timed because it's like back to school time for mm-hmm. a, a lot of That's families. True. And I think of, of seaweed as like a, a like a great kid snack these days. Absolutely. All and the kids are eating it. It's all it's all the kid rage. Right. And yet it only really appeared on like the in like the non Asian grocery store market. <laughs> Just pour water all over the I'm sorry. Can I have that towel? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. In like twenty eleven. Yes. And I venture to guess that prior to that, a a lot of at least just like, um, you know, white American families would have been like, I'm going to give my kid a seaweed snack. And now kids everywhere clamoring for seaweed. Oh, yes. I mean, if if you listen closely, you can hear the clamor arising from the streets. (laughs) Yes, exactly. I I can hear the clam. So, <laughs> yeah, click, 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 like, like castanets. <laughs> um, so what we're calling seaweed snacks are uh, Korean laver. And laver is a type of seaweed. It's a porphyra species. What and does that mean? It's, it's just the, the Latin name of the species. Okay. It's, it's the same seaweed uh, processed the same way as Japanese nori. Okay. And it has been cultivated and, uh, and produced using a process that's similar to paper making. Oh, my gosh. Okay. Yeah for at least at least 1500 years in Korea. Wow. It's called gim in Korea. And so in Korea, have they been eating it, you know, in, in sheets just on their own like this or do they um ha- have they been using these sheets in a different preparation like the way that the Japanese might use it in sushi? Or- so so we're talking about like a couple of slightly different things. So like larger sheets of unseasoned nori have been used uh for for a long time for making kimbap, which is Korean sushi rolls. Mm-hmm. The seaweed snacks are toasted with Oil, usually like uh, vegetable oil and sesame oil and sometimes perilla mm. oil, a.k.a. shiso. 
I should have looked up what it's called in Korean. That's the Japanese word. Um, okay. And uh, uh, and salt. Yes. So so that's that's why they're that's why they're a little tastier than just plain dory because they're they're toasted and they have fat and salt. Hold on. So I'm confused. So yeah. laver is a particular type of of seaweed. Yes. Okay. And it, it has been cultivated in Korea for all this time. Yes. And it's, it's eaten in other places too. Like um, you know, uh, like like it's historically been a staple food, like in Wales. Okay. Mm-hmm. And and it is the same type of seaweed that w- the Japanese call nori. Yes, exactly okay. the same. Great. Okay. Sorry. I know you just said all of that, but I'm very slow. Yeah, but this this particular so there there's also like something similar to seaweed snacks in in Japanese food, but like like it was it was Korea that that like turned them into a product that the product that we know, but like like ajitsuke nori in in Japanese is like is like flavored nori that's that's used that's uh, you get in like little tiny cellophane packs uh, that's that's used at, for like at breakfast for eating with rice. Oh yeah, the little tiny packets, yeah. like almost like the size of band aids. Yes, totally. I love those. I think that actually one of the first times I had seasoned seaweed that is cut to this size was with you maybe and i kind of wonder if it was in one of our international junk food boxes oh that's quite possible years ago we did get a korean junk food box i think, I think. maybe it was in the korean junk food box but let's gosh, all take a moment to go back and maybe listen to that I, episode I, but that i don't think that was in like 2011 so maybe i was just a very slow adopter yeah i don't remember like i remember getting the trader joe's once at one point and and going going ape for them well let's taste some and talk about you know what what you do with these yeah absolutely so we've got uh, got five different brands here yeah as usual like i'm curious if is whether these are going to all kind of taste the same because we got like the basic like sesame oil flavor of all of them okay okay where should we start i think that we should start with the kroger brand let's Kroger it up i i have kind of high hopes for the kroger brand because like didn't kroger, kroger brand water was yes. our favorite water I, I feel like kroger brand did really well at something else also yeah pretty good Mm-hmm. It's fine. Mm-hmm. And I got like a little bit more salt. Yeah, me too. I okay. think you're gonna find that about the Trader Joe's too. Oh, the Trader Joe's are way under seasoned. Yeah, I think so too. I really, I think they're pretty weak. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Mm-hmm. I thought they they look the same, but they don't taste the same. No. Oh man, I want to watch a video of how these are made. Oh yeah, yeah. We are they definitely... made into like a pulp and then spread out yep. on like a screen? That's exactly like right. Yep. Wow. And then you can print a message on them. Do you put the whole thing in your mouth at once? Oh, good question. Or do you bite it? Like, when I let June eat these on the sofa sometimes, like, she winds you up have just to get like... A new couch. I have to get a new couch. It's like the time that, you know, we talked about spilling milk in the car, and then you got to yes. get a new car. Yeah, don't let your kids eat. Okay. okay. Here Kirkland is the Kirkland organic. brand organic. These are my favorite. Hmm. Yeah, this is good. What do you think? I think these are saltier than the Kroger. Mm-hmm. So these are from these Costco. These are my favorite so far, too. It's interesting. I like. I, I didn't know if they were going to be different at all, but they are. Mm, these are so good. Um, I don't want to keep eating them. When do you eat these? Anytime they're in the house. But when? What time of day? Oh, afternoon snack time. Mm. I have like kind of mixed feelings about these as a snack because they're so low in calories. Mm-hmm. They don't actually like do anything for you. But they're they're fun. They're fun. Mm-hmm. Oh, the, yeah. This whole box. No, wait. This is five servings per pack. So the whole pack is a hundred calories. You're right. Not very much. Yeah, Kirkland organic. Way to way to seaweed. Mm-hmm. Oh my god, they're still good. They're really salty. 
We're just eating the whole thing. This is going to be like an eight-minute episode that's mostly chewing. Okay. So I think I'm finding that I'm kind of like taking a bite and then stuffing the rest in my mouth as I'm biting, that's sort what of. I, that's what I usually do. I don't I like take do. a bite off and then have like a bitten, half-bitten sheet. Sometimes I've sometimes I try to um, fold them mm-hmm. and put them in my mouth, but I don't like that very much. Plus, that often makes a mess, too. It mm-hmm. kind of shatters them a bit. Mm. Okay. I like to eat them like cookie monster. You know, kind of like, ah! Now, I have a couple of, all, all of these are imported from Korea, but I have a couple of Korean brands. Uh, this is J1, which sounds like a like an 80s wrapper. Can I see the logo? I think that I've seen this one at the grocery store before. I think I got this at the grocery store. Oh, oh these, these are a different size. Wow, this is like a tiny pack. Mm-hmm. These are, this is the like the precious pack. Hmm. Oh, these taste different. Not as crispy, but I like the flavor. I do like them. It tastes mm-hmm. um, less like salt and more like the sea. Yeah. Gosh, oh, but this, what is this the... is the first one we've tried that has that has perilla oil. But what is the point of this package size? <laughs> I think it has like eight slices in it. Yep, serving size one pack, calories nine. Wow. This is, this is for like okay, well, the smallest what? possible snack. This would be the perfect size, though, to um, like pull out a pack and crumble it over some some like Calrose mm-hmm. rice, you know, because you don't want to open up a whole big snack pack because then they're going to get soft. Well, and also you could like you could get a bunch of these and use them for appeasing a child. Oh yeah, like like dole them out as needed, mm-hmm. like to to stave off a tantrum. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so um, teenager of the what, show what Iris. What foods did you use to stave off tantrums? Oh, uh, mostly goldfish, I think. Mm-hmm. Pirate's booty, mm-hmm. veggie booty, mm. which I don't even know if they make anymore. Probably, I've, ne- I've never bought veggie booty, but it's I've not seen good. It. You know, I mean, I think you and I both feel the same way about using food as reward or punishment. Mm-hmm. Like thumbs down on that. But I've definitely used jelly beans while hiking, <laughs> and. Um, <laughs> M&M's, things that can be doled out. Yeah, it makes a lot of sense. As you go along. Mm-hmm. And finally, uh, this is uh, Young Bond Seasoned Laver. So do you think these are especially like addictive because of their because of the umami in them? <laughs> I mean, like, I need do- water. <laughs> oh, this is the saltiest one. I like it. Doesn't have as much like mm. flavor complexity overall, but... It's quite salty. Yeah, but to me... It's this quite one, salty this one, this kind, of, kind of buttery. Most like a chip. And what was this brand? Yangban seasoned laver. Mm. Mm. Oh yeah, so I think I think it's partly the umami. I think it's partly the just like the unusually like brittle crispy crunch. Mm-hmm. It's very satisfying in the way that like a water chestnut is. Yeah. This episode is brought to you by Town Place Suites by Marriott. Whether you're traveling for work, need a place to stay while your home is being remodeled, or maybe you're just enjoying a relaxing week away, well, Town Place Suites by Marriott has all the comforts of home. Yeah, so they've got a full kitchen. Uh, they've got, you can borrow appliances, like if you want a blender or a slow cooker while you're traveling, you can borrow <laughs> it, no charge. Uh-huh, so like you could invite your friends or your coworkers over for like a post-meeting drink. You can bring your pet 
totally allowed. Oh, I love this. Oh, I see. They even have special pet items you can use. And they have the built-in Alpha closet system. Nothing makes me happier (laughs) when I am traveling and I have like a place to put away my clothes. Mm -hmm. Molly has seen what happens when I don't have a place to put away my clothes. Nobody wants to see that. Nobody, nobody. Yeah, so like a whole closet system where I can really like unpack for reals. I am down. Well, this is made for you then. And this is Town Place Suites by Marriott. Town Place Suites by Marriott has all the amenities you need to feel at home during your stay. Find the comforts of home at Town Place Suites. Go there with Marriott Bonvoy. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows firsthand how VR training platforms like ForgeFX can help meet the demand for skilled workers. Anywhere you go look, there's going to be a shortage of welders. VR training can help welding students learn the skills they need to begin and advance in their career. The beauty of virtual reality is it simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Explore more stories like Alex's at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Matthew, what else do we have to say about these? I know this could be our shortest episode. This is not even a very funny episode. Um, no, but this is when this is when we go off topic. But we did that for like an hour in, in our previous episode. Yeah, I just wore myself out off topic. Do you have any memorable tantrums from either your childhood or your child's childhood? Because um, I, I definitely have a super memorable Iris tantrum that I'm sure I've talked about on the show before. I think I may have talked about. Um, I mean, I definitely remember a lot of times in my childhood of getting super worked up about something and not being able to bring myself back from the brink. Yeah. You know, like it, whether it was about fear or or like just crying about something. But I, I don't think this counts as a tantrum. But I had this like really weird thing happen to me when I was 15 mm-hmm. where I, I discovered afterward that I was coming down with the flu. Uh-huh. I think it was the very like first time in my conscious life I had ever had the flu. And it was on Christmas morning. And my mom had gone to some conference earlier in December in Minneapolis or wherever the Mall of America is, uh-huh. you know? I think the, it is in Minneapolis. And um, my mom went to some store, and this was in the era of, like, flannel shirts. Or is, is Minneapolis where the West Edmonton Mall is? I don't know. This was in the era of, like, flannel it's not. And, and grunge and stuff like yeah. that, and I, I was into that. My mom went into some store at the Mall of America and came back with a bunch of, like, clothes that she then gave me for Christmas. Uh-huh. And it was, like, a flannel dress that mm. was heinous. Mm-hmm. A belt that was made out of recycled seat belts. Because, you know, they did they did <laughs> this cool. then. Yeah. I hated all of this. Uh, but I, I couldn't, I, I felt that I somehow couldn't tell my mother. Mm-hmm. And she asked me to go try on the clothes. So I went to try on the clothes. And I started crying, like, copiously and could not stop and i was absolutely out of control beside myself like melting down and trying on this this ugly clothing that my mother had bought for me and and then i came down with the flu that afternoon have you have you ever told her is this the first she's hearing no i'm pretty sure she will remember it too yeah june i mean june has had some memorable tantrums um we've discovered that timeouts don't work for june she just ramps it up and mm-hmm. like throws her body against walls and things like that, which isn't really good for anyone. Has she ever tantrum to the point where she throws up? No. Oh, I've seen this. Like, D- did in, Iris do it? Yeah. Like I've seen many kids do this. Oh no, I've never seen June tantrum to the point of throwing up. Yeah. Oh God, tell me more. 
Oh, I mean, it's just like you would expect. Just like like crying suddenly turns into puking. <laughs> oh God, mm-hmm. no! This is this is so much worse than I could have ever expected. <laughs> yeah, no, no. Like like any anything your kid has done, there's like some some kid who's worse. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, I, I'm sure of it. Yeah. So like a memorable me tantrum. I remember one time, like the first time I had to get a filling and get a shot at the dentist. Oh, I was like terrified and like screaming yeah and, and i remember i like pushed the dentist's hand away while he was like coming at me with a needle and he was he got pissed i did the same thing i did the same thing to my dentist and he used to get angry oh yeah at me, like really angry at me which would then just scare me even more also i remember having to get a shot at the doctor's office and i remember my dad had taken me i think because my mother was fed up with taking sure. me to the doctor my dad took me and i totally freaked out and he was blocking the door and i was beating on his chest with my fists uh-huh. and then two nurses sat on me wow in order to give me the shot so at the dentist after after i uh, <laughs> tried to stab the dentist uh the, that was like we're gonna we're gonna give this little asshole like all the nitrous and so like they, they gave her the nitrous and then that was like eh. that was fine yeah did they um, did they try to give you the nitrous before but you were like hyperventilating and didn't breathe it in yeah something like yeah, that yeah i've done that a few times the most memorable iris tantrum by far was like uh we learned like the place we should never take iris was the children's museum because it was like too like too much stimulation and impossible to separate from. Uh-huh. Like how old was she? Like four maybe. And uh so Iris like followed us, like like would not walk with us, but like was like stalking after us after we finally like extracted her and from the You couldn't get away from her. and was like following us across the lawn at Seattle Center, yelling, I will punch you. It was so funny. <laughs> I think for some reason I think about sort of like emotional meltdowns mm-hmm. more than tantrums. Oh, yeah. Another time at the Children's Museum, not the same time. Well, you went back to the Children's oh, Museum? I don't understand. Like, why do parents do any of the stupid things we do? Like, mm-hmm. I think we went to the Children's mm-hmm. Museum like six times. Yeah. Um, and it was only like, after the right, sixth and, time and that it, you were like, never again. Right. And like, and so another time, um, I was, like did not try to punch me, but did like cry and cry and cry when it was time to leave. And I remember she said, you can't just hurt people. People's feelings like this. Oh. <laughs> wow, the Pretty children's good. museum is terrible. <laughs> it's the worst. Never go there. Um, when June was five months old, there was a family wedding out of town on the East Coast, and I was like, "Oh, I'll take her. There'll be plenty of family to help me." And Brandon had to stay in Seattle and work, and so I flew across the country with my five-month-old child. Who it was her like second flight. Mm-hmm. But she had slept so well the first time we had flown with her that I was deluded into thinking this would be easy. And it was not. She Mm -hmm. did not sleep at all. And then we got there and like my family was not as helpful as I expected. Thanks a lot, family. I think they, you know, they their children were all older and they they were like the show. I don't think so. Okay. Anyway, I think they had forgotten how how excruciating it is to have a a five month old or any month old. And anyway, so I was exhausted by the time we were flying back. And then flying back, of course, June wouldn't sleep again. So I put her in the ergo and I just had to walk up and down the aisle of the plane for like a couple hours. And I was crying too. And she was crying and I was crying. And I still look back on it and I, I, I like... 
Uh, yeah, I can't imagine having not cried. Oh, of course. I was just, I, I was, I was beyond the ability to, to regulate myself. Yeah. Um, my sister-in-law is about to have uh, her second baby any minute now. And I, I haven't like I haven't asked her this because like I, I mean we're, we 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 know each other well enough that I could ask this asshole question, but like I don't really understand the intentional second child. Mm, I think that you and I are probably alone in that. Matthew. I don't think we're alone, but, but I, think we're, we're, I think we're distinctly we're in the minority. Most of my close friends have now gone on to have second children and mm-hmm. I, I'm kind of the only one who hasn't. And it's a, it's a very strange feeling. And I feel I, I have watched them all suffer through it. Right. But now they have two children and they will always have two children and their children will have each other. And I, I feel great envy of that. Yeah. But I mean, not, not all pairs of children get along. That's right. I mean, Matthew, like you can't plus, count we, on that. we each had one child and now our children have each other. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Wait, are you moving in? Is that what you're trying to say? <laughs> uh, well, <laughs> we'll talk about it more. Okay. Later, right. I mean, Iris does have a bunk bed, so it's, it's okay. You okay. can move in. Okay. I'm not sure where you're going to sleep. Wait, where am I going? What about Ash? Um, we have a, we have a balcony. Okay. It'll work in the summertime. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you just bought a cot. That's true. I did. I just bought another camping mm-hmm. cot. Yeah, bring the cots. Okay, uh, Matthew, I want to end this show now. All right. Seaweed snacks. Like I mean, Something I like about seaweed snacks is like even even the ones that weren't our favorite, like I'm still going to eat the whole package. Yeah. You know, like I, I've never had a bad seaweed snack. I guess I haven't either. Although I have to say the Trader Joe's ones... I every time I buy them, I'm like, oh, these were good enough. And then I'm like, no, these were not good enough. Okay, fair enough. Yeah, they're just not salted enough. You can find us online at spilledmilkpodcast.com and on facebook.com slash spilledmilkpodcast. Yep, yep. (laughs) I was, I kept, the word seaweed kept trying to like sneak out of my mouth. I don't know. Tell us about um, any, any tantrums you've had lately. Yeah, exactly. Um, and, uh, like we, we didn't try any of the flavored seaweed snacks today. I don't, I don't yeah. know if I have tried them actually. I've, um, I've had the wasabi ones, I guess. I haven't had the wasabi ones, but I bet they're delicious, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. It's like, um, like, you know, like maki without the rice or the fish. Sure. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, and, uh, we're on Instagram at Spilled Milk Podcast. Our producer is Abby Circatella. Until next time, if you're crying, we're crying. <laughs> I'm Molly Weisenberg. And I'm Matthew Amster-Burton. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. 